You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show, coming right up with Gavin Walker.
we would certainly like to welcome you to the Christmas edition of The Jazz Show. Of course, this is our last show before the big day, and we'll be doing some uh, Christmas things this evening. Uh, Christmas music later on that you, uh, I don't think you'll hear at the malls, and uh, we certainly hope you in, can uh, stay around uh, for that. Our jazz feature, of course, is first, and we'll get to that in a moment. We'd just like to say hello to everyone out there and hope that you are uh, freeing yourselves up now from the stress of uh, pre-Christmas uh, anticipation and all that and beginning to sort of uh, relax into a, um, a frame of mind to bring in what really is um, the true Christmas spirit, and that's uh, simply um, freeing yourself of all this sort of uh, tension and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> music, of course, is a, a great form of therapy, and uh, we have a lot of that this evening. Some of the very best in jazz music and uh, this evening, and as we do every Monday, my name's Gavin Walker, and this is, of course, The Jazz Show. So as I said, um, we will be paying tribute to uh, Christmas a little later on in the show, but in a way our jazz feature is a tribute to Christmas, too, because there's a this kind of an incandescent spirit that happens throughout this uh, music, even though it wasn't intended to be Christmas music. But it was recorded on Christmas Eve... 1954, by the Miles Davis All-Stars. And of course, uh, these recordings shaped the way we listen to jazz music and the way jazz music is perceived. These are very, very important recordings. Although the musicians on the, on the recording date, for them, it was another recording session. It was simply the language, the musical language with which they spoke at the time, and delivered. The people involved here, Miles Davis on trumpet, who was the nominal leader, Thelonious Monk on piano, who adds the spice and tang to this session, Milt Jackson on vibes, and Percy Heath on bass, and the great Kenny Clark on drums. These five gentlemen went into the studio December 24th, 1954, Christmas Eve, to record uh, these pieces of music. A few months before this happened, Bob Weinstock was the head of Prestige Records. His two best-selling artists on Prestige Records were Miles Davis and the Modern Jazz Quartet. So Weinstock called Miles into his office one afternoon and said, I have a record date that I'd like to set up, and it's going to be on Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1954. Miles said, Christmas Eve, man. And Weinstock says, well, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I celebrate another holiday. So it's Christmas Eve, and so was the engineer, Rudy Van Gelder. So he celebrates with me. And Miles said, okay, Christmas Eve, no problem. And he said, Miles, I'd like you to record with the Modern Jazz Quartet. And Miles was thrilled because all of those musicians 
uh, Milt Jackson, Percy Heath, Kenny Clark, who was uh, the original drummer with the Modern Jazz Quartet, um, were all favorites of Miles, and especially the piano player of the, of the Modern Jazz Quartet, John Lewis. Not only was one of Miles' favorite piano players, but he was also one of Miles' best friends. They were very, very close, even though they were completely opposite personalities. So Miles was, was pretty thrilled with this, and he said, yeah, um, I'll, I'll do this. And uh, so they began to uh, fill out the contract and, and settle for the, uh, all the usual stuff that has to be done uh, before everything's uh, nailed down. And uh, so just as Miles was to put his signature on the final document of the contract, Weinstock says, by the way, the piano player is not going to be John Lewis. And of course, Miles just kind of looked at him, huh? The piano player is going to be Thelonious Monk. And that stopped Miles cold. He looked at Weinstock, he said, Thelonious Monk. And Weinstock said, yes, Thelonious Monk. I want to put Thelonious with uh, you, the three other guys, because Thelonious's records are not selling anything on my label. He's the worst seller. Nobody's buying his records. But if I put him with you and the three guys from the Modern Jazz Quartet, that's going to boost his profile. And, of course, Miles was appalled at this. He loved Thelonious Monk. Uh, he respected Monk and looked up to Monk as, as, as a musical master. But he didn't particularly enjoy playing with Thelonious Monk. Miles preferred John Lewis on piano or Horace Silver. Those were the two piano players. So there was a long period of uncomfortable silence. It was broken by Bob Weinstock, who looked at Miles and said, it's either Monk or there's no record date, man. That's it. More silence. And they sat and stared at one another for about a half an hour. Miles not saying anything. Weinstock sitting with his arms folded. Just perfect silence. Finally, Miles says, okay, I can deal with Monk. Let me sign this thing. So they signed it. The record date was happening. And of course, the beauty of the whole thing was, despite Miles' reluctance to hire a monk, it's Monk that makes this date so special. And Miles did give Monk some direction. Now, a bunch of rumors came out about this date that there was a fight, uh, screaming and yelling and so on. None of that happened. Uh, Percy Heath told me the whole story. He was there. He said, no, there was a minor argument, uh, a minor disagreement. Uh, Miles asked Monk not to play behind him on, on several tunes. Um, just He wanted to play just with the bass and drums. And so Monk faked that he was terribly annoyed by this. But he wasn't really, because he agreed and, and did it. Uh, there was no problem. The only time that Monk mentioned that he was going to play behind Miles was when Miles wanted to do um, one of Monk's compositions, which is Bemsha Swing, which we'll hear on this date. 
And Monk said, well, if you're going to do my tune, then I'm going to back you. I'm going to accompany you when you solo. Otherwise, we don't do my tune. And, of course, there was a little bit of a push-pull, and uh, Miles said, okay, I want to do the tune. I dig the tune. And, and Monk said, well, we do it, and I accompany you. And Miles said, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so that, anyway, that's about it for the disagreement. Other than that, the session went down beautifully. It started in the afternoon, and they recorded two takes of Milt Jackson's famous blues tune, Bag's Groove. They took a break for dinner at 6, came back at 7.30, and completed the album by 10.30, and um, completed the rest of the, of the tunes. And then after that, uh, went home to their wives, families, girlfriends, uh, and whatever, and celebrated Christmas. And somehow, on this date, the Christmas spirit is very evident in the music, even though it isn't really overt. And I think uh, those of you that have heard this date many, many times may agree with me. It's uh, some of the most beautiful jazz music ever recorded. So we're going to get to it right now. Uh, The first tunes that we're going to hear are the two versions of Bag's Groove. We're going to hear Take One and Take Two. These were recorded in the afternoon of Christmas Eve. And then we're going to go to... um, there's the dinner break, and then they came back and tackled Monk's Bemsha Swing, which is tune number three. Then a Miles Davis composition with the word swing in the title called Swing Spring. Then we're going to hear um, the wrap-up of the session, two versions of the Gershwin Brothers' famous love song, The Man I Love. We're going to hear Take One with some studio conversation and Take Two of the man I love. So, and that completes the six tunes. December 24th, 1954, a historic recording session. Miles Davis on trumpet, Thelonious Monk on piano, Milt Jackson on vibes, Percy Heath on bass, Kenny Clark on drums. Our jazz feature this evening, the complete Miles Davis All-Stars, Christmas special. Here we go.
And they made jazz history. The Miles Davis All-Stars, the famous Christmas Eve recording session, which took place in the year of 1954 and uh, forever changed the sound of jazz. One of the most important recordings. Um, They were greeted by the critics... um, at first, when they were issued on uh, on prestige 10-inch um, albums, I remember reading the reviews, and uh, I think Bag's Groove um, and uh, one of the other tunes on the first 10-inch album, I believe it was Swing, not Swing Spring, it was one of the versions of The Man I Love. And uh, that got three stars. And then um, later on, they issued uh, another uh, 10-inch album, and it got five stars. So <laughs> there, there you go. Anyway, this is such a historic recording session. And, of course, we always do this, um, the complete session, um, for Christmas. Because there was a spirit of Christmas that ran through this music. Even though it wasn't intended, it somehow, I don't know, I guess this, the sound of Miles' trumpet, um, Milt Jackson's uh, ringing vibes, Monk's um, percussive piano, I don't know, whatever. I always get a Christmas feeling from this, and uh, that's one of the reasons I I enjoy uh, playing this uh, again and again every year, because it's such, uh, well, not only uh, so important a recording session um, for all of the people involved, but uh, just such beautiful music. Miles Davis on trumpet, Thelonious Monk on piano, adding the spice to this recording session, Milt Jackson on vibes, Percy Heath on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And we heard the session as it was recorded um, that the afternoon and the evening of the 24th of December. The afternoon session uh, took place from 4 to 6, and they did two takes of Milt Jackson's Bag's Groove. So we heard take one and take two of that very famous blues tune. Uh, then there was a dinner break. They all returned to Rudy Van Gelder's studio and commenced with Monk's uh, great tune called Bemsha Swing. They did that, and then that was followed by a Miles Davis composition called Swing Spring, and then... Uh, They tackled two takes of the Gershwin standard, The Man I Love. Take one, and we heard a little bit of studio conversation before that one and a false start. And then finally, take two uh, completed the recording session. And and that was it. And uh, the gentlemen all departed to their um, families, girlfriends, wives, and uh, celebrated Christmas. Kenny Clark said after this recording session, he said, man, Miles is a beautiful cat, and he sure played incredible on this session, and I think everyone else did as well. So uh, these gentlemen, um, without intending to do so, made jazz history. So I hope you enjoyed the complete um, Miles Davis All-Star session, better known as the Bags Groove session. And uh, all done for Prestige Records uh, on that historic day. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We have a few messages for you, and we're going to come back before we get into our Christmas uh, special. 
going to come back with uh, one of the finest Sonny Rollins recordings that I can think of. Uh, and I'm going to play it for you uh, right after these messages. My name's Gavin Walker, by the way, and I'm your host. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the Main Street area at... Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, the Regional Assembly of Text, the Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. just taking a peek at uh, our weather for this uh, holiday week uh, coming up. Tonight is uh, cloudy with a 40% of, uh, shower, 40% chance of a shower overnight um, with a low of 6. Then tomorrow rain is going to be ending in the afternoon. Then it's going to be cloudy with sort of scattered showers, drizzle, all that kind of stuff. It's going to get windy as well. Uh, with um, not much variation in temperature. It's going to be around 8 degrees. Then um, on Wednesday, the uh, forecast is for cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower. That's Christmas Eve, of course, with a low of 4 and a high of 8. And Thursday, of course, is the big day, Santa Claus Day, Christmas Day. And that's going to be a mix of sun and cloud. No precipitation in the forecast with a low of 4 and a high of 7. And, of course, it will be a green Christmas. <laughs> yes, um, typical Vancouver Christmas. We don't often get a white Christmas here. Uh, Friday is um, the day after Boxing Day. Rain with uh, a low of four. and not Again, not much change in temperature. Low of four and a high of four. There you go, just hovering. Uh, Saturday is cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of one and a high of 5, and Sunday is a mix of sun and cloud with a minus 1 of the low and high of 4, a little cooler on Sunday, but uh, no precipitation, a mix of sun and cloud for Sunday. So that's the uh, weather picture for the week. All right, I mentioned Sonny Rollins. Sonny Rollins, of course, is, is one of the leading voices of the tenor saxophone. We all know that. Sonny Rollins is still very much alive and, and uh, 
um, plans to be touring in um, 2015. Uh, he had a, a few health problems. After all, he's 83 years old, and um, he's a big, robust man, but he's 83. And, uh, yeah, things happen at that age. This is, to me, one of his most... Um, Sonny has been captured. Some of his great, some of his greatness has been captured on records. Um, not all of it, of course. But um, this particular solo has always struck me uh, as being one of his finest. Uh, his solo tells a story here, and it it, it depicts Sonny's um, desire to avoid kind of cliche playing obvious things that one would play on the saxophone, obvious runs, um, uh, scale patterns, things like that that most other players. Sonny is striving for complete spontaneity and complete creativity. And he does so on this particular uh, recording. That magic didn't happen all the time, of course. Um, But when it does, it's quite unbelievable. And, and, And it's there on this particular recording. Now, what this is, is a piece of music that Sonny wrote called Alfie's Theme. And it's uh, Sonny wrote the score for the original famous Michael Caine movie, Alfie, which was Michael uh, actually one of Michael Caine's first great roles. He played a, um, a British, um, a charming British cad who... Uh, used women, and of course eventually got his comeuppance uh, in the movie. And it was a great movie with uh, Millicent Martin, Julia Foster. Shelley Winters was fabulous in this movie. And of course, Michael Caine as Alfie, the cad. Uh, he was he was great. Sonny was contracted to write the score for the movie, and he did. And in the movie, uh, you hear Sonny playing and, and uh, using a bunch of these tunes that he wrote. Uh, for the movie, playing with some British musicians. They did the score. Sonny liked uh, what what he did, and consequently, when he, after the movie was done, uh, he returned to the States and decided to record uh, all the themes um, on a separate album. And this is where this is from. And Sonny uh, contracted uh, Oliver Nelson to uh, put together a band um, a big band to uh, to back Sonny and to enhance the the compositions, and um, Sonny picked all the people involved here. Uh, so the music is arranged and conducted by Oliver Nelson, but these are Sonny's tunes, and we're going to hear the main theme, and of course it's called Alfie's theme. The people involved here, I won't tell you all the horns uh, and and so on, but the soloists here, we're going to hear Kenny Burrell on guitar and one of my favorite piano players. He's a knockout, Roger Kellaway on piano. Bookie, Walter Booker on bass, and one of the great drummers. um, He just passed away not too long ago, Frankie Dunlop, one of my favorite drummers. Played with Monk for a few years, and uh, he's playing drums. And, of course, Sonny Rollins on tenor saxophone. And, um, uh, as I said, the, uh, the arrangement is augmented by a bunch of horns, all arranged by Oliver Nelson. So here we go, Alfie's theme. And check out Sonny Rollins' solo. It really tells a whole story of, of uh, 
creative struggle and and uh, an eventual eventual triumph. It's an unbelievable solo, and it's always moved me. I hope it does the same for you. Here we go.
Mr. Rollins, Sonny Rollins, with the Oliver Nelson Orchestra. Sonny was accompanied, of course. Uh, we heard Kenny Burrell solo on guitar, and one of my favorites, Roger Kellaway on piano, Bookie, the great Walter Booker on bass, Frankie Dunlop on drums, and, of course, Nuke, Mr. Rollins. That was uh, his composition from the, the main theme from the uh, movie Alfie the famous, the original version of Alfie, Alfie's theme. Yeah, they made a remake of Alfie. It didn't make it at all. Out of curiosity, I went to see it, and I wasted my money. The original version was so good with Michael Caine, a classic film, of course. And uh, Sonny Rollins wrote the score. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. I want to wish each and every one of you, my name is Gavin Walker, by the way, I'd like to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas, because uh, this is our last show before the big day. We'll be back on the 29th, of course, the um, just before New Year's, but uh, this is all about Christmas, and uh, I'd like to begin with some Christmas music that uh, you're not going to hear in the mall. This is uh, one of my favorite bass players. He's a French-Canadian, Michel Donato on bass, with Pierre Leduc on piano, and Richard Provencal on drums. 
all Montreal musicians, all veteran Montreal musicians and uh, great players. And, of course, I'm, uh, I know them all. And um, this is from an album called uh, Noël en Harmonie. And we're going to hear two tunes um, by this great band. First one is a very famous tune that you all would know. It's sometimes known as uh, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. But the correct title of this tune is The Christmas Song. That's going to open. And then uh, the second tune is another one called We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Or as these guys would say, Joya Noel. All right, here we go. Merry Christmas, everybody.
Starting our tribute to Christmas, we heard three tunes. The first two were recorded by Michel Donato uh, and company with Pierre Laduc on piano and Richard Provencel on drums, and um, done in Montreal, of course, uh, from an album called Noël en Harmonie. And uh, we heard, of course, Mel Torme's famous tune, The Christmas Song, Chestnuts, you know that one, and uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Then we followed that with a real up-tempo version of Sleigh Ride, played by my good friend Chris Davis on trumpet from his uh, album that he did in 2011 called This Christmas. Chris Davis on trumpet with Victor Noriega on piano, Adam Thomas on bass, and Julian McDonough on drums. And a bebop version of Sleigh Ride. Yeah, a good one. We're going to uh, do another trio of tunes, beginning with um, a very famous piece of music, uh, written, not really written by, but arranged by Rassan Roland Kirk, and we hear him on flutes and all of his horns, uh, three saxophones in one mouth, with Hank Jones on piano, Wendell Marshall on bass, and Charlie Persip on drums, and of course the composition is We Free Kings. In other words, a version of We Three Kings of Orient are, you know, that one where we used to sing that one in school. <laughs> Remember when we used to sing that song in, in school? And of course, um, the teachers would all be looking, but of course, a bunch of us would always say, uh, you know, We Three Kings of Orient are, tried to smoke a rubber cigar, bang, you know. And of course, uh, sometimes the teachers would get a little testy about that. Anyhow, that's the first tune. <laughs> the second tune is Charlie Parker, uh, recorded at the Royal Roost, uh, Christmas morning, 1948, with his quintet. Bird on alto saxophone, Kenny Dorham on trumpet, Al Haig on piano, Tommy Potter on bass, Max Roach on drums. And we're going to hear um, head arrangement. And head arrangement is a, an arrangement of a tune with, with nothing written. It's just the, uh, the musicians make it up. As, as they play, a head arrangement of Irving Berlin's White Christmas. And then we're going to go from there to a beautiful version of Green Sleeves with Paul Desmond on alto, Jim Hall on guitar, Percy Heath on bass, and Connie Kay on drums. And 
The modern jazz quartet will follow that with England's Carol, better known as God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. So, more Merry Christmas. Here we go. First of all, Roland Kirk.
You know, somebody called a little while ago when they called uh, at the studio and they said, uh, I wonder if you can get Bird to do something on Christmas. Well, it's fitting. This is Christmas uh, morning. And the Bird's got a little arrangement, a little surprise for you on White Christmas. Thank you. 
we heard a bunch of uh, tunes, Christmas tunes, and we began with uh, Charlie Parker. Actually, we began with uh, Roland Kirk doing uh, his version of We Three Kings of Orient Are, and uh, he renamed it We Free Kings. Rasan Roland Kirk on flute and all the horns, with Hank Jones on piano, Wendell Marshall on bass, and Charlie Persip on drums. Then we went to the Royal Roost, one of the great jazz clubs uh, of the 40s in New York, on Christmas morning. And we heard the uh, dulcet tones of Symphony Sid, one of the first um, disc jockeys in New York to really uh, feature uh, modern jazz and, and promote it and all the, all the great musicians. And um, he brought on uh, Charlie Parker to the bandstand uh, with Mr. Parker on alto saxophone, Kenny Dorham on trumpet, Al Haig on piano, Tommy Potter on bass, and Max Roach on drums. And they did their version of Irving Berlin's White Christmas. Then we heard Green Sleeves, a great tune, goes back centuries, played by Paul Desmond, Jim Hall, Percy Heath, and Connie Kay on alto saxophone, guitar, bass, and drums, respectively. Then the modern jazz quartet, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, sometimes known as England's Carol, and that was, of course, the modern jazz quartet, John Lewis at the piano, Milt Jackson on vibes, who we heard a lot of earlier. Once again, Percy Heath on bass and Connie Kay on drums. And now... Somebody you've all been waiting for. Yes, it is that time. And here's Lord Buckley and the story of Scrooge. That's me, I'm Scrooge, and I got all mileage, Bolly, and I'm the baddest cat in all this world. I've been studying all my life how to Scrooge people, and I guarantee you I've done some fine work in that direction. Cratchit! Yes, sir? You busy? I surely is, sir. See that you keep busy. There ain't no dangling wanging around here. Keep everybody tight and tell them two cats come in here want to get some money. I ain't giving no money away. They're messing with Scrooge. I'm taking it in. I ain't putting it out. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Well, keep it clear. People come around here wanting my gold. It's all trying to pry into my vault. Every time I turn around, somebody's trying to snap. Tell my nephew I don't want to have no dinner with him. And if he never comes in here again, that'll be too soon. I'll tell the cat, see that you do. I understand these people who after my gold. I close up this here place and, and uh, what's, what? Yeah, let me tell you something else. You think that you're going to get off Christmas Day? Well, I was hoping, sir, that you'd let me knock off just a little while for Christmas Eve because I want to go home and cool the goose. Well, if you're going to get off Christmas Eve, you're going to have to work all day Christmas. You hear me? I hear you, sir. I'm with it. Well, I guess they're going on home here. So Scrooge takes off and he cuts on down the street and the snow is blowing and the wind is in. And Scrooge is going along in his loose soul and his loose clothes and his hard cash box and his big money mine going on in his wig. And he ding, ding, ding up the stairs and he opens his door and he gets inside and he puts a double lock on the door because he's a little bug tonight. He's been saying humbug so long and humbug this and humbug that he done give himself a natural humbug. He's got the bug humming in him, see? So he double locked the door. And he sat there and all of a sudden there's an old bell laying over there in the corner and the bell goes ding, 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 ding. Scrooge said, what's that? 
Dang dong. So what's that? Bells started ringing. Bang, dong, boom, boom. Pretty soon all the bells all over the house started ringing. Ding, ding, bang, bang, dong. Dang, dong, boom, boom, dang, dong. Boom, boom. And you hear something like some chain cats are pulling all the chains from the chains of time up the hill of strife, ringing and dang. They said, what is all that ringing and dang with them chains? And all of a sudden, bloop. In come a cat, the wildest looking cat you ever seen in his life. Real gone cat and Scrooge does a real wild thing. He says, I know who that stud is. That's Molly. He says, I know that's Molly. What's he doing here? He says, hey, Molly. He says, yes, that's me. He says, man, you sure chained up there, man. You got chains all over you there. Says, well, I put them on myself. That's the way I lived it. I chained myself. I hung myself up with all these chains, you know, being parsimonious, understand me. I can't get them off. Now, I've been lugging these chains all over the country for the past seven years. That's a long time. What you want with me there, Molly, Molly? Because I got your barley. That's why you... I don't mess with no barley no more. I wish I'd give it all away when I had it. Now, I'm going to tell you something else, too. I'm a spook, you know that? You telling me I know you're a spook, Molly, and I'm going to get straight with you. I'm going to tell you something else, too, Mr. Scroogey, Scroogey. There's going to be three more gaslighting spooks come in to see you. He said, three more gaslighting spooks? Man, I said, one spook's enough. I said, can't I have them all at one time? I said, no, they're coming one at a time. First one will be 11, next one will be 12, next one will be one. Man, it's hard on diggers. It ain't what you dig, Scrooge. It's what you're putting down. You've been a very solid cat all this time. You're going to be gaslighted by these spooks. Well, they say, if it got to be gas, it ain't going to cost me no money, is it? Cost you more than that, Scrooge. He said, it ain't no more than money. He said, you find out. Molly split. And old Scrooge is sitting there sweating and ding, ding, ding. And all of a sudden, man, he hears some crazy, wild kind of a thing going on. He don't know just what it is. And all of a sudden, boom, here comes a great big fat spook look like take 170 wings and lift him off over the housetop and he's got a gold beat up cat and then strangly legs and strangly arms and, and pedicured eyes and all out of his skull spooking up a storm and he looks at old Scrooge and he says Scrooge is standing there in the corner and feel like a disrupted small disregarded and unclaimed white mice midget style he's sitting over there and old spook say come with me cause I is the ghost of the Christmas past and Scrooge said, do I have to say, you certainly do. And he got on the ghost's wing. They took off. And he's flying old Scrooge over the top of the mountain. The wind is blowing. And the wind is popping his wake. And he's looking down and seeing all these crazy scenes going on. Zoom. He goes for a few more miles. And whoosh, takes him down to a sunlit pasture. And the sunlit pasture is full of children. And they're singing and dancing and loving and going and swinging. And, and Scrooge said, hey, Scrooge said, look, look, look. That, that's me down there. He said, yeah, that's you. That's you. He said, I look pretty good. And he said, yeah, but you don't look good now. He said, I want to hear you. You've got to get yourself straight. Something terrible is going to happen. You zoom. He takes him over to another place and he shows him a pretty little chick. Got dimples, three dimples on each chin, and she got three little dimpled children, and the next little dimple on the way, and there's a real swinging cat around there, and it's a happy time place. Looks like 17 carnivals taking off. And Scrooge, look at this chick, say, I remember that chick, I could have married her one time. Spook said, Yeah, you could if you wasn't so tight in your purse. Y'all thinking about yourself, that's what happened. He said, let me hit you further, Mr. Scrooge. Let me tell you one thing. You could have got everything straight if you wanted, and you better straighten up. Scrooge said, take me home. The ghost said, say, I will. <laughs> Boom, and he's home again. He said, oh, man, that was a shaker. He said, I don't know what's jumping off here, but he said, this whole thing, this whole thing is shaking me up pretty bad. He said, I'm going to tell you right now. I said, I don't know. Bam, here comes another big spook. Ooh, he's a wild-looking spook. He's a crazy-looking spook. He's a fire-out spook. He's a gaslight spook. He's got a gaslight right on the top of his wig. Going 
around like one of them automatic pilot lights in a lighthouse. And he's done gassing up the whole scene. He said, come with me. I'm the ghost of Christmas present. And Scrooge look around and see the joint is loaded with apples and bananas and, and oranges and, and credulies and aquavats and ripper lips and all kinds of crazy wild grapes and crazy Christmas scenes and nuts and, and candy. And he said, come with me. He done took off again. He said, I'm the ghost of the Christmas present. He said, I'm going to show you what's going on in this world and how the people dig Christmas and how to all enjoy. And he took them home to a little old outcast island and they're sitting on a small beat up rock with two studs chomping up on a can of beans singing, Merry Christmas with you, Merry Christmas with you, Merry Christmas to the whole world and so on and so forth. And he showed them the people jumping for joy here and he showed the cats that ain't got nothing, got something anyway. And they all jump for joy singing, Merry Christmas and the bells is ringing. He said, now you get yourself straight and see how things is jumping. Come with me. So they fly over the crutches place and there's a little old tiny Tim. He's singing over the quarter crochet and a little crazy scene on his crutch fiddling around, you know what I mean? And can on, see, and they're all talking about, look at this here goose. And they look down at the little goose about, about the size of a beat-up retarded sparrow. And everybody's oohing and on all over this goose. And they're saying, when are we going to spread it? And so on. And Tiny Tim say, God bless everyone, even up and including old Scroogey Scrooge. God bless everyone. That's what Tiny Tim say. And old Scrooge got wet eyes. Uh -huh. Took him back again. Wow! whole side of the building up, boom, and come a long angular spook, looked like 17 gas lighters, stove pipes hung together with jingle jangle bells all over. Spook takes a look at this cat and says, do I have to go with you? He says, you suddenly do, because I'm the ghost of Christmas future. He say, come with me. He say, where are we going? He say, none of your business. And he takes old Scrooge and they cut off all the flying, and they're flying around the moonlight, they're shining down, son. boom, they're in the graveyard. Ooh, a wild, ooh, crazy spooky graveyard. And old Scrooge is walking around, and finally something steps out at him like he was struck in the force of his eyes with some sort of an electronic pitchfork. And he reads on a, one of them billboards in that graveyard and say, This is Scrooge, the baddest cat that ever lived. He ain't had nothing, he won't have nothing, and he ain't got nothing now. Period. And Scrooge looking at his and Scrooge, what's going on? And the man, he said, Well, come with me. He's over to another place, and he goes, You going to the funeral? Say, Not me, man. I wouldn't go near that cat, dead or alive. <laughs> they couldn't pay me. Get near that cat. Say, What cat is that? And suddenly comes Scrooge, Scrooge take him to the coffin factory, and they see all these coffins laying around and see one coffin. All of us got flowers around this poor little coffin. He got nothing on it but just some pine wood bowl. And old Scrooge look up the coffin and look at this and that but he's afraid to look all the way for he knows who is in that coffin. So zoom! He swings on back again and the ghost puts him down and old Scrooge is shaking and shivering and he finally falls into a real wild crazy miser's coma. And he falls out for how long he don't know when he wakes up in the morning. Oh, the sun was shining on a glorious snow. And old Scrooge is feeling so groovy and so wild. And he tick, 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 tiptoes over to window. He up with the window, see a little cat. I said, hey, boy, I said, yes, sir. He said, you know that great, big, giant, king-sized bird down in Doodley's window? He said, you mean the prize bird? No, I said, I mean that big, great, big, king-sized bird. He said, go get that bird. Here's a 20. He knocks a 20 on him. He said, go get that bird, and here's 10 more for a cab, and here's $5 for your sister, and here's $22.50 for your uncle's new bicycle. And he said, tell anybody who wants anything, see Scrooge. He said, I'm flying this here Christmas. He said, I want to see Cratchit swing out with a great big swing and happy dinner. He said, I'm with it all the way. And old Scrooge gets dressed, and he's walking down the street, and ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. The bells is ringing. Scrooge got a big smile on his face, and people that he's seen for 20 years never said hello. He said, good morning, Mr. Scrooge. He said, what you say, baby? And he can on, and can on, you're happy as the day is and he finally fell into old Bob Catch's place and he's got Christmas toys and Christmas jars and Christmas presents 
everybody, and they just open the goose, and little Connie Tim see him coming, and say, God bless Mr. Scrooge. He done did the turnabout. He's the Lord's boy today. And that's the story of Scrooge. You can get with it if you want to. There's only one way straight to the road of love.
We just listened to our tribute to Christmas, beginning, of course, with the famous or infamous, (laughs) whatever (laughs) you want to say, the great late Lord Buckley and his unique version of the famous Charles Dickens story, his version of Scrooge. And, of course, that's a monologue, and uh, Buckley did uh, all the voices and everything else. Amazing performance. Lord Buckley. And we followed that with uh, two good friends of mine. One is still very much with us, and one has departed. Chris Sigerson on piano who, of course, is still very much with us, one of my favorite uh, resident pianists, and the late Chris Nelson on bass. And we heard two pieces of music from them. Uh, The first one was, of course, um, O Tannenbaum, which, of course, is uh, O Christmas Tree. And the second tune, of course, was the famous Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. A lovely version of both tunes by Chris Sigerson and Chris Nelson from a locally produced album called A Chris, Chris, Christmas. There you go. And uh, so ends our tribute to Christmas. We'd like to remind you that uh, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're now going to take you back to the Monterey Jazz Festival, October 4th, 1958. One of my very favorite bands that Jerry Mulligan put together, the Jerry Mulligan Quartet with Mr. Mulligan on baritone saxophone, Art Farmer on trumpet, Bill Crow on bass, and David Bailey on drums. Bill Crow is the only surviving member, and he is still performing uh, in New York, and a wonderful bass player. This is an Art Farmer composition entitled Blueport. Jerry Mulligan and Art Farmer. Thank you. 
An inspired performance by the Jerry Mulligan Quartet. And Mr. Mulligan um, really had a bee in his bonnet on that one on baritone saxophone. And, of course, the great late Art Farmer on trumpet. One of Jerry's finest organizations, finest quartets, with Bill Crow on bass and Dave Bailey on drums, recorded in 1958 at the Monterey Jazz Festival. We're going to turn now to a piece by Joseph Zawinul when he was a member of the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. And this is an incredible piece of music written by Joe. It's in 7-4 time, so he calls it 74 Miles Away. And it features, well, um, a powerful solo by Cannonball Adderley, Julian Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, Mr. Zawinul on piano, Victor Gaskin on bass, and Roy McCurdy on drums. This was recorded in 1967, an incredible piece of music, 74 Miles Away.
74 miles away. That's out there. Thank you, Mr. Adderley. Cannibal Adderley on alto saxophone leading the band with uh, Nat, Brother Nat on cornet, Joseph Zavanul, the great Joe Zavanul on piano, and that was his composition, and Victor Gaskin on bass, Roy McCurdy on drums, 74 miles away. Recorded live in the studio with an invited studio audience and... uh, in 1967. Great album and a great piece of music. 74 miles away. Well, we're coming up to the end of the jazz show, and I'd like to end on a good straight-ahead note with Mr. Sonny Stitt on tenor saxophone, Don Patterson at the Hammond organ, and Billy James on drums, and a little thing called Deuces Wild.
the great Sonny Stitt on tenor saxophone with Don Patterson on the Hammond organ and Billy James on the drums, recorded in 1966 for Atlantic Records, a rare recording called Deuces Wild, and that was the title track, Deuces Wild, officially ending the Christmas edition of The Jazz Show. Thank you very much for being out there this evening. I hope uh, that you enjoyed the music and uh, will join us again in seven days' time on the 29th of December. And, of course, uh, I would like to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. And I hope your uh, Christmas is bright, fun, and um, be kind to one another as well. That's what it's all about. All right. My name's Gavin Walker. This has been The Jazz Show. And you're listening, of course, to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We'll see you on the 29th. Our jazz feature on the 29th is a wonderful recording by the incredible, he's from the planet Saturn, Sun Ra, and his orchestra, and some tremendous music from this uh, incredibly individualistic, creative, ahead of his time, a genius, Sun Ra, next week on the Jazz Feature. Thank you very much again, and good night. Do but